Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom and I discuss the history of TV word games. We're going to have word games coming out the yin-yang, as my grandmother might have said. <laughs> Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hello, Chuck. Hello, Johnny. She was a woman of culture, wasn't she? <laughs> What's going on in your neck of the woods, Ma? Uh, well, here's something that's sort of interesting. Uh, the, the weathermen got us all wound up for last weekend. It was going to be the storm of the century. Yep, it always is. Uh, and it was it was so nothing. I'm not even I guess the plow guy did come. But yikes. And then then, Johnny, mm-hmm. then now they have commercials that say we got you prepared for this <laughs> for the storm. And I'm thinking, what now they're tooting their own horn, even though they got it all wrong. Oh, what they're bragging job. about it? We yeah. yeah. We had you ready. We had you on alert. And oh, that's a good happened. angle. That's a good angle. Hey, see how that worked out okay? That was us. That was, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now, another storm was coming through last night um, that turned out to be not much more than rain. But all the businesses uptown announced that they would be closed today because this this you know it was predicted we were going to get a foot of snow and mixed with rain and whatnot and <clears throat> so now they're all putting up signs that say come on in we're open get a hot coffee <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's it's just you thought there was chaos well, now here's chaos. Here's even more chaos that you couldn't even imagine. I think people are looking for any excuse to take a day off. I went with Anna yesterday oh. to a nearby um, neighborhood, uh, Andersonville. I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, in fact, uh, to exchange an item that I had gotten her for Christmas, an item of clothing. I took a chance. It's a little daring, I think, for a husband to try to buy um, clothing for his wife, especially one um, with, I think, a sophisticated sense of style, as my wife, I would say. Um, But I took a shot at it and and missed, but got the, you know, got the gift receipt. I was smart enough to do that. So we went back to return it. And I heard the, um, while Anna was in the changing room and I was um, sitting there waiting, the proprietor of this little boutique, it's called Milk, by the way, if you happen to live in the Chicago area. Um, And uh, another business owner from Andersonville came in and they started chatting and, you know, they were saying, how about that snow? Huh? Did you close up? And the uh, proprietor of milk said, oh, yeah, it was it was great. I, I feel so refreshed. Oh. And, and this is a store that's open like four days a week. So I don't know yeah. why she needed that extra. <laughs> but in any case, um, she's she, probably laundering money. <laughs> she, she really savored that snow day. And I was sitting there thinking, 
Hmm. I would think a business owner would be anxious about closing up for the day. And again, this is not a high traffic business, so maybe right. it's different. But right. I realized like, oh, yeah, like they're just like the rest of us. They're tired yeah. and worn out by the world. So I feel like people are jumping on the snow day, except for the schools here when we had I mean, we had a pretty considerable snowstorm. We got, yeah. I don't know, between seven, eight, nine inches. Um and the schools were sending out emails, Chicago schools sending out emails saying, we're open. We're going to be open tomorrow. Don't even think about it. Um, That's funny. Boy, they were. That was a trudge to school. So, yeah, I think that uh, everybody wants a snow day. But then I love the, oh, yeah, we still got to we still got to run a business here. Right. Right. Back in action. You know, <clears throat> here they have um, they uh, are prepared and sent the children home with electronic homework uh, or yeah. work to do today. Yeah, which everybody loves. Um, but unfortunately, we do live in an area that is very uh, broad and a lot of mm. homes do not have access, Wi-Fi access. Yep. So they get away with it because you have to go to school for 180 days. So it counts as a day in school, but really not everyone benefits from mm. that. Yeah. Wow. Um, the, the electronic, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not behind it. I'm sure there are some kids who love it. Although I've never met one, um, or heard of one, but, um, I hope this is not what education becomes, right? Well, <clears throat> with with new reports of uh, the virus is here to stay, which, uh, you know, who knows if that's a real thing or not. I don't trust pretty much anything I read <laughs> anymore. Um, uh, but that we are going to have to adjust to this and... Uh, I, I think we're we're going to have to really figure this out instead of just putting things together with bubble gum and scotch tape. I think we're going to have to really figure something out and stop looking for the rainbow. Let's let's deal with what we have. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think a lot of parents are looking for the off ramp of. I think you put it put it well. Yeah tape and bubble gum and all that is what it's yeah. stuck together with. And, um, you know, the teachers are feeling it the hardest. They're in the middle of this broken True. system. Um, True. so I, I feel for them, even though I, um, you know, I question, <laughs> I question the choices at times I'll say, uh, locally, but, um, yeah, I feel for the teachers who are in the middle of this system that you can barely call it a system at this point. Yeah. We're just muddling along. <clears throat> we are muddling along. And I also think, um, you know, there, there needs to be uh, just not daily reaction. There has to be somebody planning, which I thought the CDC, I thought that's what they were for. But apparently I have so little knowledge of government and how the agencies work but what is going to happen what are, what are these people that are overwhelming the hospitals do they have money to pay these bills that that are going to be astronomical mm. what is going to happen you know are we going to lose the community hospitals uh you know that run on a shoestring anyway what what is 
what is the real uh, price that we'll we'll pay for this? Whew! You're bringing the doom and gloom today, Ma. Well, it is something that I thought about because I I had not much regard for our local little hospital, um, mm. but I know that it does serve a lot of people. That uh, I know it does serve a lot of people. Yeah. In the area, and so what are they going to do? I mean, what, what you know? Do you think everybody that that's going in long term? Do you think they have insurance and that they're? I don't know. Hmm. I think there's a, just a lot of guessing. That's what I think. I w- I want somebody to be in charge. Me, I'll I'll even do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, as soon as somebody's in charge, you start to see how full of shit they are. Right? Yes. Well. <laughs> But fortunately, that wouldn't bother me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you would not have a single word to say about that, huh? No, I'd be busy fighting with everyone all the time. But, you know, it just seems like the, there's a, there should be somebody. Instead of sending people off to war, I think, let's let's handle this. Yeah. Was fix, that upbeat enough for you? <laughs> fix it, as the Kenan Thompson character uh, used to say on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> That's pretty much your sentiment. Somebody fix it. Yeah, I yes. think there's a lot of there's a lot of freight ends in uh, the way our society works right now. And I do have yeah. faith in our ability to knit them back together again. But I don't think it's going to be one fell swoop. I think that right. the, the schools are frayed and tattered. The medical system is uh, frayed and tattered. The people, my God, the medical professionals, uh, speaking of looking for a snow day. Let's not yeah. shed too many tears for the proprietor of the milk boutique in Andersonville. <laughs> uh, you know, the nurses and doctors, the human toll has like institutional effects, right? Like right. Um, it's not just, hey, suck it up. Doctors, nurses, they quit. They they don't do as many hours. They aren't as focused, whatever it is. Um, it's going to take some time to knit this all back together. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's as easy as somebody coming in and taking charge. There's it's right. just too complicated. So right. that's the sunshine and lollipop <laughs> segment of pop mom. Well, I'm sorry about that. That's all right. Hey, this is the world where we, we talk it about is. the world a little bit on the podcast. That's right. Um, That's let's talk right. a little bit about your uh, personal world because I want to know how your book club's going. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I've been invited to join Anna's mother's book club. They call themselves the Book Broads. And what a what a lovely uh, collection of women this is with, you know, different ideas. And uh, I don't know them very well. But the thing that amazes me, because I have never been successful at this, is that this group of women are all friends and have read. I can't. Uh, I did have the number, but I didn't write it down. They've they've read books and books and books together and discussed them, and it sounds like they are, you know, friends outside of the book club. And I, I really am in awe of them uh, since I am really only able to cultivate one or two friends at a time. It's very enlightening and stimulating. 
and I'm I just am in awe that that it exists and that it has existed this long. Mm. So, in your judgment, what are the ingredients of this successful book club? What do you think makes it work? I really think it's the components, the people. They seem to really care about each other. They are very respectful if somebody disagrees. You know, they sort of sort of mull it over and, mm. oh, yeah, I see where you're coming from there. And I don't I just have never seen a group like this. You know, maybe maybe this is what a sorority is like or and you know what else? There's like no competition. There's no. <sighs> mm. Nobody's okay. there trying to make their perspective win. Right. Yeah. Right. But I don't even know if that's important, because if you felt strongly about it, I think everyone would be uh, very happy to listen to to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what will happen if they eventually all go back to in person. Now, that was what I was going to tell you, because my sister belonged to a little book club that was in her her little um, community there where she lives. And the I don't know that she ever read a book that was recommended to be read, but she did enjoy choosing <laughs> she did enjoy choosing the cheesecake when she was the hostess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> choosing the cheesecake. So <laughs> she always served cheesecake. And which nobody really I mean, you know how heavy that is. Yeah. And so she was always delighted when nobody wanted any. <laughs> Hostess with the mostest. <laughs> See, there are there are side perks beyond the uh, literary edification that comes out of being in a book club. <laughs> That's I would say to her, "What book did you read?" And she said, "Oh, I, I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name of it." I said, "Well, did you read it?" You know, maybe I'll read it and, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then I would say, well, what are you going to serve? Well, we're going to serve coffee and I got a cheesecake. And <laughs> it's like go. we could talk about that, but not the book. <laughs> uh, that's the way to run a book club, in my opinion. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well done. Are you going to watch the Olympics, Mom? They're starting. I am not. Are you? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No. No, I don't need it. I don't. Uh, you know, the next big um, uh, sports thing for me is uh, I always enjoy the article about how many sodas they'll sell at the Super Bowl. Uh, that's about all I care about sports wise. What about the, all that speed skating, though, huh? Don't you want to see those skaters so speedy? And biathlon? Ooh, shooting? No, mm -hmm. I hate that. I, I don't even understand that, and I think it's stupid. You think biathlon is stupid? I do. I do. What, what about cross-country skiing? Hmm? I used to be a cross-country ski racer. You're not going to tune in for those long, boring, long cross-country <laughs> ski races? No. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know why they had it. It's so stupid what people are going through. And to me, it's just another reminder 
another another reminder of what we're uh, accommodating this stupid virus and and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm watching Vera on BritBox on Prime, whatever that's called, and escaping to murder mysteries to uh, muddle through this till we can go outdoors again ourselves. Well, not me. I'll be watching that biathlon because I like all that shooting and oh skiing together. Oh, no. What? What is that? Is that a military thing? What the hell is that? I don't know the history of the biathlon. I think it's kind of neat, even though I'm not a huge gun fan in general. Um, it's a test of athletic. You know, you have to go from total exertion on cross-country skis, and I can attest that is a full-body uh, workout, to um, high precision. So it's a, oh it's a real test of athletic steel and focus and will. Oh, I All like right, it. listen to me. How about this? How about skiing from station to station where you have to make three backwards uh, foul shots into the... I mean, it, that's how much sense it makes. It doesn't make any sense. It's It's... I don't understand it. I think every time I, they stop, they should have to eat a hamburger. And oh, then I like see if it. they can make it all the way to the end. Yes, or drink something and see if they wet their pants by the end. Huh. You just made it a little crueler. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> and well, disgusting. That... Well. Okay, so mom's gonna mom's an Olympic nut and uh you can uh, she'll be tracking the Olympics for us on the podcast all the well, way along. Uh, and I do feel bad because I do feel like I have an affiliation with the Olympics since my father went as a competitor and a coach yep. one year. And uh, but uh, I just uh, I'm going to just back out of this one. Hmm. I wonder if you'll be able to do that because I bet dad's going to want to watch it. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Figure skating. No. Yeah, I do like that. I do like that. You know what I don't want? This is what I don't want. I just would like to watch the Olympics without politics. Well, I think you'll get I don't think there'll be a lot of politics in the broadcast. Or or finding out that somebody has molested somebody and is now being fired. Which oh, God. also Well, that's hard to avoid. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You know what who do you trust? Who do you who do you so that's where I'm at. I used to watch that figure skating, and, it, you know, when I was younger, I used to root for the drama of someone falling down or screwing up. Oh, but, Johnny. Uh, now, I just, I almost can't stand it, because I just think about all the work that went into getting to yeah. that moment. I just can't stand it when someone messes up. <clears throat> Even though... You feel so it bad. You feel so bad. All that time, and, oh, it uh, it kills me. I mean, I say I used to root for a fall. This is when I was a dumb kid, you know, when yes, I didn't understand yes, hard I, work. And yeah. I understand. I get it. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, but it is funny how you, you put your own spin on the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Now, before we get on to our chat about um, TV word games, Mom, you said you had an idea for the family. This is mysterious. Yes. This is what I'm thinking. Um, I have been catching up on my back issues of 
Uh, TV the New guide. Yorker. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, You're catching then, up on your back issues of the New Yorker. I got it. And what I'm doing is, this is what I'm going to do for the family, I think, for next year, is that I cut out certain cartoons and and mm. then write a little story about what they make me think of. Like, I pulled out one that says, <clears throat> uh, it's about somebody Googling all their symptoms on the, on the mm. internet and... And then still not doing anything, you know, not calling the doctor or whatever. <laughs> and that reminded me of my sister, who would be a great internet diagnostician because she can take your symptoms and give you a range of possibilities from uh, life-threatening this or that to a hangnail. Uh, and she's a master at it. She's always wrong, but she's a master at it. And it just cracks me up every time she says, well, you know, this person has all the symptoms of uh, manic depressive. And, you know, I don't know, I'll say to her, well, how are you going to handle that? Well, that's not for me to handle. <laughs> but she's so anyway, that's what I'm going to do, I think. <laughs> well, what you're going to do what? Well, I'm going to cut out the cartoons and then I'm going to just write a little story like that. And then I'll give everybody a copy of that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to set up some sort of family caption contest. No, I don't know how to take a picture and send it. So, <laughs> Well, isn't that exactly what you just described? No, this would be. You could hold it in your hand, like old time stuff, like a book. So you're going to Xerox the cartoons? Well, I haven't really thought this all out. Yeah, I can uh, tell. <laughs> <laughs> this is your bullet point on the show rundown, Mom, and I think it's a pretty half-baked one. Okay. Um, so there's an idea for your family at home. Read the New Yorker, I guess, is the idea. And um, Mom's going to work out the rest of the details later. <laughs> it's like a family. It'll be like family stories. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll we'll wait and see. It seems like it's it's still in beta testing, this concept. Well, what if I made just one and then you all had to send it to each other? <laughs> You mean physically, like, I I look at it, and then mail. I put it back in the mail to my sister? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so it's like a chain letter book club yeah. is what you've put together here. Yes. Okay. You have to send the family story on to 10 family members, or else you'll be cursed. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, you're, you're just throwing a, a wrench into the whole thing, so... It's nothing but last. wrenches. I'm just trying to sort through the wrenches to find the idea. Well, as I say, I haven't really thought it all out yet. Yeah. 
Hey, speaking of saying, You Don't Say is one of the games we want to talk about today as we uh, do a little Pop Mom survey of some of our favorite TV word games from the past. Because, you know, everybody's, as we've mentioned on the podcast, everybody's talking about the Wordle right now. Wordle recently purchased by the New York Times. Good Lord. Um, If you haven't played it. Uh, just Google Wordle, it'll come right up, and yep. uh, it's a game where you're trying to guess a five-letter word. You type in your guess, and it tells you if you have any letters right and if they're in the right place, and then you guess again. Um, you may remember this from a game show called Lingo, because it's Lingo exactly, and Lingo stole it from some other, you know, everybody steals from everybody, but... Um, Wordle is hardly an original idea, but it has a TV word game heritage. I'll put it that way. So we're not really going to talk about lingo today or Wordle very much, (laughs) but we're going to we got a couple of obscurities and a couple of shows that everybody knows. Let's start with You Don't Say, which I think is what got us on this primrose path as we prepared for this week's uh, episode, Mom. Uh, You Don't Say ran from 1963 to 1969 on NBC with a couple of short-lived revivals later in the 70s. The object of the game is to get your partner to say the name of a famous person by giving your partner words that sound like parts of the name in question. Now, I know that doesn't make any sense. It's a hard game to explain, but you'll get it. The thing is, you're not allowed to actually say your clue. You have to say everything but. It will all make sense in a moment when you hear this clip in which Mary Tyler Moore tries to get her contestant partner to say Pearl Bailey. Mary and Kyle are up first. Our audience has already seen the first name, so you, Mary Tyler Moore, and Keenan Wynn, look at that first famous name, and remember your clue word must not be a proper noun. Mary Tyler Moore, first clue. All right. Um, If a girl had a beautiful smile and her teeth were very shiny and white, you might say that each tooth was like a... Pearl. Yes. Which pearl? Pearl... I second. Pearl... Bailey. Okay, Mom, you don't say. This one does not come up in the reruns very often. I don't know how many episodes of it um, still survive. This is from an era when they used to reuse the tapes or... uh, there was all manner of destruction of these game shows uh, after they were taped, if they were even preserved in the first place. Why do you remember this one fondly? Because I feel like you bring it up a lot when we're talking about uh, these old game shows, Mom. Well, I think I remember it fondly because uh, it came on it when I was probably like, what, 11. Mm-hmm. And so it's a game that I could understand uh, I just I think this is one of the first game shows that I got mm-hmm. because while there were other game shows, um, they weren't uh, games that I could uh, participate in. You know, you can't you can't play The Price is Right, really. And as a child, I had no idea what yeah, anything cost. That's right. And, right. A can of soup. So, who knows? I don't know. So. uh this was one of the first game shows, and I thought Tom Kennedy was very cute. <laughs> um, so that didn't hurt. And 
I I just liked the idea. I think I just liked the idea of trying to get somebody to say something. Now, I know this is weird, but I sort of like the idea of having that control. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, I think as a kid, you don't have control over many things. And yet, if I could say the right thing, I could win. I could win something. And so I very much related Hmm. to that. Okay, well, uh, you can win right now, Mom, because you and I are going to play You Don't Say. Oh, no. Um, All right, you ready? I am. I wish I had thought of some clues beforehand, but all I did was think of a name I want to give you. Okay. Um, If you were fishing and you put a floater in the water, you would say that that floater... Floated. (laughs) <laughs> that floater. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is the now. If this were on TV, you would see the person shaking their head furiously. <laughs> no, say okay. it one more time. Uh, if you were fishing and you put a floater in the water, that floater would be. This is not a very good clue. I need to. I need to hone my game a little bit. <clears throat> here, let me give you another one. You ready? This is still. We're still working on the same name here. That noisy dog down the street is always barking. Mm. Uh, Well, you already got, you don't have to say the sentence again. (laughs) That part doesn't matter now. Right. Barking. Ellen Barkin. No. Okay, good. You're on the right track, though. Um, Ellen Arkin. Uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, still, uh, here's another clue. Um, at Halloween, all the kids would approach the bucket of apples and... Boo. Ugh, I don't know. Turn away, leave them. Jesus <laughs> At a Halloween party, you might have a bucket of water with apples in it, and all the kids would go up to it and... Bobbing? Oh! Bob... I forget the other word. <laughs> Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Thank God. Yes. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'd like to say that was a shambles, but often the game was because it's a hard game. <laughs> Um, it is but so people are often going to pieces as they play this game um but that's how it works you get there's a sentence and you leave the last word off and that last word is the clue so there's a lot of mental uh linguistic arithmetic you've got to do to put everything together and the other thing is is that you are not you are not painting a picture of the words you're getting them, you're trying to get right. them to say. You're just giving them a clue to a word. That's that's right. Like I, in fact, I could not say I could not be cued and say like, if a dog were hosting a game show, it might hold its microphone and <clears throat> like I would get that would be disqualified right. for that because you can't describe in any way the actual person. You're just making words that sound like. 
um, the huh. person and you have to sort of cobble, you know, and you can only give a piece of it at the time. So right. you sort of have to cobble it together. Um, the, w- I saw an episode on YouTube um, recently where they tried to get Myrna Loy. Uh, as you Ugh. might imagine, that one took a while. Wow. I I don't even. Where would you even they start? Were, uh, well, they had some trouble, but uh, one very clever contestant said um, the three wise men brought the baby oh. Jesus, gold, frankincense, and um, and that was good. Um, but Loy, they just could not <laughs> could not get at Loy. They tried lie and lay, and but the. So it's a tough game, but it is it is funny, and it falls apart a little more than um, a more uh, a simpler game like uh, Password does, say. But right. uh, it's fun because of that, I think. I think so, uh, but too challenging for the masses, maybe. <laughs> too, well, too challenging for the two of us. Um, that's you don't say. Uh, now, you wanted to talk about Now You See It. Um, which is another I uh, peculiarity. I don't have a blurb pre-written for Now You See It because um, we added this one to the lineup right before we started recording, but I'll just describe it as best I can. Um, a giant board uh, with four rows, and how long is it, Mom? 16? Um, it's a huge board of letters. Yeah. It's like 64 letters, and it just looks like a jumble of letters when the board yep. lights up and you see it for the first time. But then you look closer, and there's words, sort of like a word search. Um, exactly words, like a word search, yeah. yeah. Um, words hidden in the j- jumble of letters. And um, the host, Jack Nars, will give a clue, um, and then you have to hunt for, you know... Uh, the fruit that goes in a dessert with the word foster. And so you'd be searching the word uh, for the word bananas on the board somewhere. And it's surprisingly hard to to do because you're, I mean, you know how a word search goes. Uh, Everyone knows how those goes. Imagine trying to do that in the course of like two seconds. Um, Right. So it's a fun game in that respect. Oh, bananas foster, by the way, I have a, I have a note about that. Um, We have to get to that before the end of the episode. Um, now you see it, you can catch it on buzzer, I guess. Do they still rerun it? Uh, yes. You don't say you can't see anywhere, but YouTube, but, um, they do rerun. Now you see it on, uh, the buzzer network, uh, among other places. Mom, what do you make of now you see it? Why did you want to talk about this one? I wanted to talk about it because this is what always, uh, occurs to me in the, in the, uh, some of the episodes. And I don't believe this is all of the episodes, but in some of the episodes, it's two, it's a team playing against a team. And one of the people faces away oh. from the board and then has to, when, when the person identifies where it is, the person has to spin around, their partner has to spin around and say the word. And all I can think of is falling off the chair as I'm spinning around. <laughs> and I yeah. just. Because it's just a regular swivel chair that they yeah. have them in. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. I, they didn't use that format the whole. Right. Run, did they? Right, that's uh, what I was saying to you before. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, that um, that's tough. The person's looking away from the board, and so the first person has, you always had to give the position of the word in addition to saying the word, because um, you had to prove that you actually found it on the board. So yeah, the first person would say like row two, and then the other person would swing around, and they'd have to <laughs> look at the board in an instant and say position eight, bananas 
19 to 56. Here is the next question. Isosceles and equilateral are two. Yes, Linda. Line four. That is right, John. Position five, triangle. Sure. There are two types of what geometric figure. Those are triangles, of course. Great. Right? Right. Oh. So you're dizzy. And, <laughs> and now you have to focus and you're nervous. So my God, that anybody wins is incredible. Yeah. It's just incredible to me. And all I can think of is spinning out of the chair. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just how that hits me. I don't know. I never saw that happen. Although, as you might imagine, the person spins around with uh, some vigor sometimes. Well, they help, you know, your time is limited and ay, I don't know. Funny. It's just funny to me. And it adds to my nervousness about about it. Mm, it is so. a nerve wracking game, especially that bonus round. Good Lord. That's tough. Oh, oh, yeah. 60 seconds. And you, in the bonus round, they give them a pen to circle the words right. on, the, on their screen. So at least they don't have to call out all the rows and positions anymore. But. Good God, you're just doing a word search under the gun, searching for some tough, like, and there's some tough questions in there, yeah. too, sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a tricky bonus round. All right, now you see it. Check it out on Buzzer. I'm moving along, because we've got so many shows to talk about today. Okay. Um, uh, let's talk about Password. Password ran in mm. various incarnations throughout the 20th century and into the 21st. The game is simple. Get your partner to guess a word using only one-word clues. Later iterations of the series dressed up the format with bonus games and other innovations, but the core game was always the same. The hosts changed too over the years, but here's a clip of the late 70s revival called Password Plus, hosted by Password's original and best MC, Alan Ludden. Let's go. Here's the first one. You got it at home. Joe has the option. Evelyn and Joe given the clues. What are you going to do, Joe? Pass or play? I'm going to play. Go. Bald... Harry. Second clue. Bird. Eagle. Eagle. Oh, I thought it was an opposite. I'm sorry. Bald eagle. This is the granddaddy of them all, wouldn't you say? I think so. Yes, definitely. Definitely. He, he, he Alan Ludden uh, performed his job as master of ceremonies with great, uh, can you fill in the word? <laughs> Are we playing you, you don't say again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he had style. He was smooth. Um, he had um, he had energy, but it was um, extremely precisely placed. I would say because yes. he had a totally yeah. laid back. Like he kept the show moving and he livened the fun, but he would liven the fun with a sort of sly remark, um, summing up what nonsense just may have happened, say. Um, and when I say sly, he was one of the kindest uh, yes. presences you could ever ask for on a television screen, but not sickly sweet, um, just like kind and decent and um, witty. I, I might run out of superlatives trying to describe <laughs> Alan Ludden because I just think he's uh, he's great. I think one of his mannerisms that was uh, so appealing to me is that if he when he would say something a little a little sly, not, you know, something really grand but he would look right in the camera like he was looking at you <laughs> yeah and, and pull you in like we're all here together and i 
I think that was his special little quirk that he did that that included us at home. He had a relationship with the camera that was more intimate than yes. almost all hosts. Even, um, and he always did this uh, across all the decades that he was hosting, he comes out on stage after he's announced and he simply pauses and smiles and glances um, at the home audience through the camera with a gentle nod. Now, it's yeah. the, as I describe it, it sounds like nothing. But when you watch him, you'll see it is a little move, and it sets the tone for these moments that you're talking about throughout the ensuing half hour when he would he's constantly relating to the home viewer. And I think yeah. this is one of the things that made him um, so so good and so coveted for these shows, um, although he mostly hosted Password. Um, he, he, you know, he'd say, hey, do you have it? I don't have it. Do you have it at home? You know, when they're right. trying to guess a puzzle on the Password Plus board, for instance, um, always bringing the home viewer back into it, but yes. n- and not in a in a big way, just in a very matter of fact way, maintaining that relationship. His sense of the audience through the camera um, made him, I think, I'm sure he would be a great Toastmaster and I'm sure he was a great host of a party, but um, I think that made him an extraordinary televisual host to constantly bridge that gap and maintain that energy. Yeah, I agree. I agree because that that would take some sort of finesse and he found it. He found just what it was and he knew when to utilize it and it was very comfortable. Mm, Yeah. Um, well suited for the medium. So there was Password, which was uh, in the 60s, maybe even late 50s. I forget when Password started, but that ran for quite a while. Oh, and yeah. Password Plus, late 70s into the early 80s. Unfortunately, Alan um, died of cancer uh, midway through the run of that uh, show. So he was replaced by Tom Kennedy, of all people, um, former You Don't Say host. It wasn't a very big fraternity, these uh, no. game show hosts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then there was Super Password um, with Bert Convy in the 80s, which I think is also an excellent uh, iteration of the program. I like Bert. I think he's goofy and personable. He doesn't have the um, smoothness uh, of Alan Ludden. He was no Alan Ludden, but he didn't. He was his own man. Yeah. Um, but a password, Super Password, I know they re-air on um, Buzzer, and that's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. All right, that brings us to uh, our last TV word game we're going to talk about today, which is Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is the country's longest-running syndicated game show, um, and I can't imagine any listeners really need me to tell them how it works. It's Hangman with a Money Wheel. Uh, If you have been living on the moon for the last 50 years, here's a clip. (laughs) 900. C! Mm-hmm. Two C's. Pat, I like to solve the puzzle. You would. Go ahead. Motion, picture, soundtrack. Good job. Yeah. Ma, you watch Wheelo anymore? I don't. No. Why not? Uh, you know, I just I I need the pace to be faster. I do. I love really? the, the yeah. I love the wheel, um, but. Once you figure out the puzzle yourself, <laughs> it's a little boring to just watch them build up their money. I don't know. It just it's too slow for me. I think that's why I guess it was quite a while ago, but um 
I want to say sometime in the early 2000s, they introduced the toss-up rounds where they just bang out a puzzle or yeah. two or three real quick, right? Yeah. Um, give you more puzzle for your buck. Now, if you were talking to four-year-old me instead of 40-year-old me, mm. uh, I would be beside myself to hear you talk about how boring it was to watch people spin the wheel. Um, Good God. You used to stand right in front of the TV like you were practically on the wheel. And when the when the show wasn't on, you would run in circles singing deep, deep, deep to the te- to the theme song. It drove us all crazy with it. <laughs> yeah. Um they I was watching a uh, I was watching an episode with the kids recently. I had them over to the studio here and sometimes we'll um I'll put something on my computer to get him to shut up for a little while. And <laughs> for five um, minutes. Leo does enjoy Wheel of Fortune, not quite to the extent that I did, but um, he's getting into words and all that. Um, so he, he does enjoy that. And Eve likes it well enough, too. Nobody but, um, enjoyed it like you did. Nobody, nobody enjoyed it like I did. But they had a big band version of the original theme on this episode. I think it was a celebrity episode. And oh. so it was like, Da 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 da. <laughs> I just was like, "Wow!" It, it was, it was. Even though I know that's their theme song, it was jarring to what I remember. Yes, as dee 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 to hear it in this big band version. Wow, um, that was disorienting <laughs> for me. It'll always be dee 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 in my mind. Yes, and and for us too, and for us too, who 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 lived with that. Every day. Didn't I get dizzy running in circles? Well, you did ground yourself usually in a manner that I won't disclose, but. (laughs) Okay. I think I can picture it. Yeah, Um, that's how I picture it. Okay, Mom. Now, uh, so here's the question at the end of all this. Um, We've got, you don't say, now you see it. Password and Wheel of Fortune, Desert Island. You, uh, we're just going to say that these games, you've got an infinite supply of one of these game shows. Which one are you taking with you? I'm going to take, I really want to match you, but uh, I'm going to take Password. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Classic. Yeah. Really can't go wrong. Yeah, I think so. Classic, uh, I agree, too. Um, you know, the, the alphabetics bonus round that they play is is kind of fun. The people have yeah. to get 10 passwords in alphabetical order um, in 60 seconds. But um, I think that most of the charm of the game comes when it's a little more literate. Um, I mean, you watch these 60s episodes and they're, um, you know, some of the words that they have to get. Some of them are very simple and then some of them are uh, just... A real heavy lift. Yes. Um, and you just have people giving clues like insinuate or Brobdingnagian. <laughs> and it's just like, holy moly. Uh, yeah. I So I think I'd want that more literate version. I don't need all the bells and whistles. I, I think I agree with you there. Um, it does put me in mind, I do think we have to mention, that I saw uh, Jack Parr, who you probably are not all that familiar with. Sure, I know who but Jack Parr is, yeah. Kristen Wiig 
uh, emulated him in particular, I think, when she used to be on Saturday Night Live and she would come on as a very dated star and they would remind her not to say the word and she would flutter about and then immediately say the word. (laughs) Good recall. Yes, I remember the sketch. Yeah. So funny. So funny. And you knew you knew what was going to happen. But it still was hilarious. Wow, I got to look that up. That's great. Um, And I saw Jack Parr do it. um, And maybe you can look that up and see it because it's so funny. You know, he was such a man of words. Yeah. um, And and, one who took himself quite seriously. Oh, very seriously. And you'll see him (laughs) two or three times just say the word. Sorry. Say, Jill, just say the word. And, you know, on so many levels, it was funny because he took himself so seriously and, and just many layers to that. Oh, I got to Oh, I looked it up. So look it up on YouTube. Just search for Jack Parr says the word. Um, <laughs> his name is not spelled correctly. It's spelled P-A-R-R on here, but it's actually P-A-A-R. Oh. But you, you'll find it. Uh, search for Jack Parr says the word. I'm going to watch this video as soon as we're done. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> And Alan was very, always very gracious when that happened, but oh, you could also yes. tell he hated it. <laughs> and why wouldn't he? You're ruining the game, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, Lord. Okay, so Password is our big winner from our TV word game uh, roundup. Um, Mom, you have a recommendation this week? I do. Uh, this is a very, this is an older book. It's called uh, String Too Short to be Saved by Donald Hall, who was at one time our poet laureate. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a reminiscence that he, he he wrote of his summer spent with his grandparents on a farm here in our town. It's a, it's a nice winter read, very soft, very remembering of a time that was gentler and simpler. And mm. probably pretty much gone, but it's a it's a very lovely read. String too short to be saved um, by Donald Hall. Where did he live in New Hampshire, Mom? Not in Wilmot. That's what I thought. Yeah, not that, oh. that interests anybody but me. I couldn't remember if it was Wilmot or Andover, but um, no, it's yeah. Wilmot. And now they they uh, when he passed away, they auctioned everything off out of his house. And now they're trying to get it all back because they would like to uh, make it, uh, you know, a monument. Or yeah, a... yeah. Who would have thunk? Yeah, who would have thunk? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, really, he he was he was poet laureate of the United States. Did no one think? Yeah, <laughs> it might be nice to keep a few of his things around. I don't know. Ridiculous. So now they're trying to buy all the auctions off stuff back and build something there uh, in this house that's uh, still standing there. Mm. All right. Good recommendation. My poetry. Is that the first book of poetry that we've had as a recommendation? I think so. No, it isn't. It isn't poetry. It's essays. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Who wants that then? Essays? It's better than poetry. You don't even get a single poem in it? What do you mean a 
it's well, better than poetry. You were just talking about how he was the poet laureate. Proud well, son of New Hampshire. Not for his essays. He wasn't the essayist laureate. No, I know. I know. Okay, so that string too short to be saved uh, collection of crummy essays. No oh, poems. Johnny, no. No, of course. I'm sure it's wonderful. Um, it is wonderful. By Donald Hall. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, though, Mom? Any ideas? Mm, maybe something interesting? Okay, we'll try it. Something interesting next <laughs> week. Right. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we'd love to get email. It's pop. Oh, it's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Uh, stop the music. I have to. Yes. Uh, I have to take care gonna... of some business here. Um, I forget <laughs> if this came in through the email or via Twitter. But any, anyway, we heard from uh, Anastasia, one of our loyal listeners. And I'm always happy to see her name pop up in our inbox uh, through any medium. Um, and Anastasia wrote in to tell me... Um, how to retrace these steps. Mom was telling me about this fragrance that she bought, a Bananas Foster fragrance. Um, and uh, she said it was more foster than bananas, so more like uh, alcoholy and uh, rummy, right, than um, yeah. than banana coming through. And I or said... burnt, yeah. Burnt. Oh, good, yeah. Um, and I said... <laughs> I said, well, that's a short walk for the fragrance makers because that alcoholy smell is so, you know, they're dealing with alcohol. So that's that must be an easy fragrance to get out. In so many words, I said this. Well, Anastasia wrote in and said, John is wrong. Banana is one of artificial bananas, one of the easiest smells to make. It's um, it. In fact, it often arises by accident. When um, she gave the example of like amateur brewers often end up making banana flavored beer because it's a simple ester that has not fully fermented. That's my summary of it. If I'm wrong, I apologize, people. But um, apparently the artificial banana smell is super easy to make. That in fact that you can do it by accident. Who knew? Who knew? Not me. So the record has been corrected. Thank you, Anastasia. And I now resume the end of the show. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs>